Hello everyone inside today's Locked On Canadians. The preseason is over, final cuts are coming, and it is three up and three down. All that and more inside today's show. You are Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 928 of Lockdown Canadians. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and condition apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And as always, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. If you are listening wherever you get your daily podcast, or if you are watching my shining face on YouTube, thank you so much. And as always, we appreciate being your first listener. And you get your team every day here at Locked on Canadians. The NHL regular season is just around the corner. We are three days away from the regular season here as of the time of recording this. It is Sunday, October 8th. I am, as you can tell, just flying solo. I am your host, Scott Matla, at Scott Matla on the app formerly known as Twitter today. The active stick has the day off for, you know, covering for me the last week or so we are three days away from the regular season the canadians are now they played their last preseason game they played toronto on monday and that had a whole week off they uh went to mont tremblant for uh the end of training camp play some golf team building all that good stuff and came into the nation well one of the nation's capitals on saturday to play the ottawa senators in a game that was not as goon show ridiculous as the last one, but a lot of just fun across the board. The Senators did not roll out uh, their strongest lineup. The Canadians ended up winning 6-4 on the back of three late goals uh, in the game there, which we 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 love to see that sort of thing. Uh, late goals from Matthias Norlander, Cole Caulfield, and Arbor Jackeye. Sealed that, went up nice and tight. We are big, big fans of that. Across the board, a strong end to the preseason for the Canadians here. They've had games where they looked disinterested. They've had games where they looked competitive but lost. And it is good to see that they have been able to string together a couple of preseason wins this season. They came away with three this preseason. So they went three and three. They hadn't won preseason games previously. And yes, at the end of the day, not really overly important preseason records, etc., especially in hockey where anything can happen. I'm pretty sure the Canadians went uh, winless in the preseason before they went to the Stanley Cup final. So like, what do I know about literally anything at this point? Um, A fun game. And in this game, it was a lot of final kind of deciding moments for this roster here. Uh, Hanging out in the eyes on price slack like I normally do, watching the game, talking and discussing things is that and I was like, ah, you know, Norlander's been quiet, but maybe he's earned that spot there. I don't know if Arbor Jack guys earned the spot. And then Arbor Jack, I literally put a puck through the net, which was super cool on a wrist shot, not a slap shot. Arbor Jack guy on a wrist shot, put a puck through the netting. Uh, that was the sixth goal after Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki combined to make it five, four. 
And after Matthias Norlinder had fired another shot from the point to make it a 4-4 game, uh, it was a tale of two games. The Canadians were very clearly the more dominant team over the course of this, but the Senators made the most of uh, their advantages in this game. Uh, Parker Kelly got a shorthanded goal. Uh, Dominic Kubalik, I believe, also got a shorthanded goal. I don't know if it was both were shorthanded or if one came right after the Canadians had scored. It's the whole purpose of this game was, you know, final testing. This was as close to the Canadian starting lineup as you're going to get, minus uh, Josh Anderson and I believe David Savard, Caden Gooley in there. Uh, and it looked good. Admittedly, yes, the Senators did not play their strongest game, but it was. Everything I wanted to see out of a lot of guys, I'm like, I don't know if Michael Pozzetta is definitely guaranteed an NHL roster spot. He had a really nice goal, was solid in the game here. I was looking at natural stat trick last night because a lot of people were like, what about Jesse Allen? He's been quiet in the preseason. He finished leading the team at five on five in Corsi four percentage at 84.4 and at 100% expected goals for rate. And yes, he was on the fourth line with Jake Evans and Michael Pozzetta. But if that's what your fourth line is doing, you're in really good shape there. He had a really nice goal in the slot. Thanks to uh, Jake Evans working that, getting it right into the slot there. Pizzetta fired it uh, from the top of the circles too, no less. Michael Pizzetta has never been a big shooter, but he he scores goals when they count. And uh, earlier in the game, Uri Slavkovsky scores again in front of the net. Again, not pretty. He His goals in the preseason haven't been pretty but they are the kind of goals that you want to see from a player in his position. And he had a real strong game alongside Kirby Dock and Alex Newhook. Alex Newhook looked phenomenal. He has speed that I was not anticipating. He is, he's fast, fast, fast. You know, I said it last night watching him draw penalties is that, oh, he's not just fast. He's Paul Byron fast, like surprising that, oh, I've got an inside step. Oh, and there he goes. He's gone into the distance and you're taking a hooking penalty, a slashing penalty, a holding penalty, whatever you can to slow him down. And I don't mind if that is the second line. If it's new hook, uh, Doc Slefkovsky. It was a really nice looking group there. They got a lot done. Um, top line is up in the air. I thought Rafael Harvey-Penard was again, very good in that role with Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. Just quietly effective, just over and over and over and over again. He does a really good job at just doing the little things there. The hard part is where do you put Josh Anderson? I thought Sean Monahan had a you know a decent game again uh, on the draw defensively, uh, alongside Emil Heineman. And I why am I I can't I don't know why I'm blanking at who else was on that line there. So my apologies on that. And I know the fourth line was uh, Yalone and Evans and Pizzetta, which was a good grouping there. The biggest takeaway I have from this game is that Mike Matheson is the straw that stirs the drink for everything here. Mike Matheson is so, so, and I don't say this like so damn good, legitimately just damn good at what he does. He makes plays happen. He opens up lanes. He creates space with his skating. And I, I said this last night on Twitter. I'm like, how furious must Kyle Dubas be that it's like, I had Mike Matheson. I could have had Mike Matheson a year ago. And my the incumbent, Ron Hextall, traded him for a guy that I immediately traded out of here to. Mike Matheson operating in that team with Eric Carlson and Chris Letang would be horrifying. And someone said, well, there's no defense being played. And to my, my response to that is, who gives crap about defense when you can score eight goals a game with that kind of defense there? Uh, overall, Shaky in some spots. Power play went 0 for 5, over 6 on the night, I believe, which 
they still looked effective. It's just, I don't know what it is. They hit posts. They created chances in between. It's just little things that I wish went their way. And they didn't. It's preseason, not the end of the world. I'm happy to see that they ended on a win, that they ended on a positive note, that the offense looks fluid and fun, if not a little bit heart attacky. in that, like, hey, you never know what's going to happen on a given shift. They might cycle them into the ground for two minutes. They might, you know, shoot it into a shin pad and it turns the other way into a two-on-one breakaway. Uh, just some real odd defensive choices. I I didn't love in that game there. Arbor Jack, I went for a random change that turned into a two-on-nothing breakaway chance out of nowhere. Uh, Justin Barron had some brain farts, but we're going to touch more on Barron uh, later on in the next segment here, but oh, across the board, Canadians close out the preseason on back-to-back wins. It's hard to ask more for that. Final cuts have not come down yet. Uh, the waiver wire is 15 minutes from now. So if anything uh, crucial happens, I will absolutely uh, go through and, you know, kind of rebrand that. We'll talk about it on Monday a little bit, but I wanted to get, the recap and three up and three down out right now. And we, I want to know what are your preseason thoughts at the end of this? Who has been your standout across six preseason games, the rookie showcase, whatever tweet us at L O underscore Canadians. We will read some of those out on the show as well, but coming up next, it is three up and three down. We always start with the down. We want to get the less than sunshiny things out of the way as quick as possible here on locked on Canadians. We're going to get into that goaltending defense all the good stuff coming up next but first the nhl season is finally here will the vegas golden knights reign supreme again i love the nhl and i know that you do too and that's what i want to tell you about sleeper sleeper is my go-to platform for daily fantasy sports especially daily fantasy hockey with sleeper you have a chance to win a hundred times your cash on daily fantasy and the nhl has never been more exciting than it is now with star players like mcdavid ovechkin crosby mccarr Look at Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki out there making things happen all the time. Sleeper offers a hundred time payout. So start paying attention, make the right picks, and you could win big right now. If I'm going day to day, you know Josh Anderson's going to score against the Leafs. Why not put a little bit of money down on that? All your entries can be done in under 30 seconds. It's live in 28 plus states right now. And there are more stat categories outside of just goals and assists. And if you use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, you'll get $100 on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We are back here at Locked On Canadians. As always on Monday, we do three up and three down. Who's been rising? Who's been falling over the last week? Uh, we pushed it back a little bit last week because there was a game on Monday night. We wanted to make sure that we included that in our episode because we didn't want to seem like we were missing out on something, and we clearly missed a hell of a would have missed a hell of a game. Uh, because obviously Toronto blew a three-one lead to the Canadians in that game, and it was very funny. Many LOLs were had all the way around. Right now, it's it's a it's a good time to be a Habs fan. They're they're not going to be great, but they're going to be exciting. And as always, with three up and three down, we discuss the good and the bad and everything in between with the Canadians week to week. And I want to start with the goaltending because. I'm not sold, and I don't like that I'm not sold on the goaltending going into this season. Uh, Jake Allen and Samuel Montembeau have been less than stellar. 
Admittedly, Montembeau against the Senators on Saturday kind of got hung out to dry on several occasions on things that teams are clearing out in front of him. Messes are being made. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, there are some things I didn't like. He had just what looked like routine saves bouncing out of his glove, rebounds, just scrambles that I would like to see, you know, cut the play dead. You know, the puck hits your glove, your trapper, and you go to catch it and it bounces out. Not great. Is it new equipment? Is it still being broken? And I don't know, but I'm not a hundred percent sold on what the goaltending looks like. Jake Allen's been okay. Not great, but okay. Uh, he obviously allowed four goals in that game to Toronto. Samuel Montebo allowed four against Ottawa here. They've been good and bad both at the same time. And that's, that's a struggle for this team here. I don't know if Caden Primo is that guy yet. I don't think he, Primo's looked terrible in the preseason. He hasn't played a ton. And I also don't know if he's going to clear waivers to get down to Laval where uh, Strauss Mann and Jakob Dobish have been playing well in the two preseason games that they are playing right now against the Belleville Senators as we speak. Uh, at last update, the Rocket are winning 2-1 on goals from uh, Philippe Maillet and Nathan Legale. And I just... I, I want to be sold on the goaltending. I like Samuel Montembeau. And if he bet on himself going into this season that I can earn a longer or better contract if I play well going into this, his preseason play is pointing to, oh, well, are you sure about that kind of thing? I'm not 100% sold on it right now. That is one of my downs this week just because I want to be more assured in that. I can handle the Canadians losing games. I don't want them to lose games where they score three or four goals, which should be good enough, you know, for this offense to get through and lose because their goaltender allowed five or six. I don't want to play Mike Smith goaltending school. It's just not a thing that I want to do right now. Also on the down list, I want to like Justin Barron so much. He's someone who was great in Laval last year. He came into the Canadians, put up decent numbers down the back half of the stretch. They're operating on the power play being a secondary guy and just the game against the senators was everything that has been wrong with his game before slow decision-making, just not making decisions, freezing. And then when he does make decisions, they are the wrong one across the board. It is, it's just little things are not present in his game. And he started slow last year that he wasn't great. When he started with the rocket last year, he, he came in, took a minute, and then when he got going, he got going really quickly. And I'm hoping that's the same case. But I look at the Rocket this year, and I look at the Canadians this year, and I am not convinced that he has earned a roster spot at this point in time. Uh, I wanted him to. I really did. And because he is not uh, waiver eligible, so he can be sent down without requiring waivers, I think he's someone who should go down there, which, of course, just compounds the issue that they have in Laval right now where they have so many defensemen. Nicholas Bodin, they have Brady Keeper, they have Logan Mayu, they have Jaden Struble. They sent Torini and Christopher Ortiz down to the Lions. They have Toby Paquette-Bisson. They have Oliver Gallopo. They have so many guys, and they're going to get more because either he or Norlinder is going to be the guy going down, and I'm not convinced that Matthias Norlinder is the one who should uh, be going down in this circumstance right now. And so Barron's on the list because I want to see the guy who makes, and the thing is, he makes some good plays. He has made good plays this preseason. That is not to say that he hasn't done that. 
He's had good reads, good diagonal feeds, just good time with his skating and opportunities. And then it's just brain farts. And maybe that comes from being young. Maybe that comes from being stressed and under pressure and everything like that. But it isn't where it. He, I was hoping he was past it, that confidence from last year that he had. He looked so good. Uh, and I guess the final down, and this is, it feels like cheating, but like I, Yolar Mia is just kind of there. He is guy. And he tried against the Senators. I thought he looked decent. Wasn't great, but he looked decent. And of course, the greatest opportunity he had, he takes a feed from behind the net, spins, pivots, protecting the puck, gets around the goaltender so he has a clear part of the net to look at, flips the puck right over, and what does he do? He clangs it off the bar. Just, you, it, for those who remember this, everyone who remembers almost Rene Bork, we have almost Yoel Armia at this point, is that he does all the things that you want to see your forward do with the puck on his stick in the offensive zone. And what does he do? Doesn't score with it. Or comes really, really close on plays that look really, really good. But every now and then he has a game that reminds you, he's like, oh, I have first round talent here. I am a damn good hockey player. He's so frustrating because it's like, I know it's there. What needs to be done here? And they're not going to send him down to Laval. There's no reason to. And I don't think they will because it's why of the dead cap. It's I want him to be so much better because he's the perfect guy to grind out offensive zone shifts just to shield the puck, extend shifts for opposing defenses, keep them in their own zone, wear them down, grind them out. And he's got a great shot, legitimately a great shot. It's just that it's like trying to turn around an oil tanker in terms of speed and getting that shot off. He's so close to greatness that he's just not quite there yet. Uh, I really hoped that, you know, maybe he would turn it around. Maybe he's ready to go. I don't think he's going to be able, I don't think he's going to be long for this world. As soon as he's got one year left on his deal, I'm assuming that they are going to just flick him into, you know, wherever else. So, that's it for the downs this week. We always want to hear from you, our listeners. You can tweet us at LO underscore Canadians, locked on Canadians at gmail.com. If you've got longer thoughts, we want to hear your three down for the week. We also want to hear your three up and our three up is coming up in just one moment. But first our friends at even more just want to know that passion, drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die car alive. And eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die vehicle. You'll always find exactly what you are looking for. And with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every single time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash and with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win every day so keep your ride or die vehicle live at ebaymotors.com that is eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit available only to united states customers we are back here at Lockdown Canadians. This is our final segment going into our Monday episode here. We will have plenty more later on in the week as we get ready for regular season hockey against the Toronto Maple Leafs on Wednesday night. 
going to be a great time. I cannot wait for this moment. Let's get into the ups. And the biggest one is, is it Matias Norlander season? And I think that it is. I am stunned at the turnaround in his game. He's not flawless. He is not without his warts to his game. But I watch Matthias Norlinder play hockey for the Montreal Canadiens right now, and I go, that is closer to the guy who came over from Frolunda, played a handful of those preseason games, went down to the AHL, went back to Europe. He looks like a completely different player. He is confident. He is making plays happen. He is doing everything I could possibly want out of my def- out of my young defenseman. He's not Mike Matheson. He's not Caden Gooley. He's not, you know, Arbor Jacki in certain ways. He has his defensive deficiencies out there. But I watch him skate with the puck, and I watch him make plays on the puck. I watch him operate in the offensive zone on the power play on just five-on-five, making passes that I'm not anticipating. And the biggest thing here is when I watch him shoot, he is constantly scanning. He is not just firing pucks into groups anymore. He is finding a lane. He's putting pucks low. He's putting pucks, you know, torso level for deflections. He's being really smart with his shot selection. And that's a mature part of a game that a lot of young defensemen struggle with. We see it with Arbor Jacki a little bit is sometimes he's just like, I got puck. I'm going to rip it as hard as I can. Norlinder is scanning lanes and finding that. I don't know if he's going to make the team right out of camp. I think that he very well should. I think he should be a third bearing option on this defense on this defense here, just because of what he can do as the second power play quarterback behind Matheson alone. And if he doesn't make it, I think he's going to have a big season with the Laval rocket to start, but he's right on that cusp there. But I got to say, based on the senators game, based on what I've seen in the preseason, I am all back in on Matias Norlinder this year. Is he going to be, you know, a superstar? Probably not, but he does all the things that I like enough there that he is on my up list. Uh, also on my up list, uh, Suzuki and Caulfield. Like, come on. They haven't missed a beat, a beat in this game. You know, obviously Suzuki played all 82 last year. Caulfield missed about half the season with his shoulder injury and recovering. Caulfield looks electric. He looks stronger on the puck. He looks like he's making more precise reads more assertive reads and he's just getting himself into areas the goal he scored to take the lead against ottawa was just mm, chef's kiss passing play and then he went far corner not near side corner far corner on the goaltender and yeah it's an ahl level goalie but it doesn't matter goal scorers score goals constantly and that's all cole caulfield has done this preseason and nick suzuki quietly in four games seven points Not super crazy numbers, but consistent. And that's the biggest thing is he's being consistent again. He's going to have a couple of games where it's like four-point night. Some nights it might be, yeah, he has an assist. Maybe he doesn't have anything, but he just quietly stockpiles points there. For anyone who's worried about Nick Suzuki, I'm not. He's smart. He makes reads. He and Caulfield just have that synergy. Harvey Pennard worked on that line. I liked Alex Newhook on that line. I might like Uri Slavkovsky on that line. I might like Jesse Yolanda on that line. I might like me on that line. I'll just go stand in front of the net and they can just shoot pucks off of me into the net there. Uh, They're on my up list for that game. And I guess the last up is kind of like up in the air. Arbor Jack, I made mistakes in the game against the Senators. They were not great. He had plenty of brain farts. 
he was also so deeply ingrained into their brains that Zach McEwen spent the entire first period trying to jaw at him, goad him into fights. They kept sending guys after him, trying to, you know, instigate things. Zach McEwen, while being too preoccupied with Arbor Jack, I got obliterated on a body check from uh, Emil Heineman that knocked him out of the game potentially longer from there. It was absolutely fantastic. And I absolutely love to see that kind of thing here. So, oh, we have waiver news. Yol Armia and Gustav Lindstrom are on waivers. So we are, we are, wow. Okay, then. I am in the, <laughs> we're canceling the rest of three up here. We're going to talk about that. I got to say, I can't believe they actually did it. Lindstrom, I'm not surprised by. But I can't believe they actually placed Yol Armia on waivers, which means Ken Hughes gets to be the last up this week because Yol Armia is on waivers right now. Lindstrom, like I said, is the perfect seventh defenseman, top pairing option. Lavelle is not great. I am very surprised they put Armia on waivers. I'm surprised. I am stunned by that. Like, wow. Cool. Guess what that means? That means Emil Heineman has made the Montreal Canadiens. That means Matthias Norlinder has made the Montreal Canadiens. And we love that sort of thing. I know it's not in the show notes on the side here because I'm getting this in the middle of the episode. But wow, they actually did that. Um, I'm going to be real interested to see if Armia clears waivers. Uh, both If both guys clear waivers for that matter. Lindstrom on a one-year deal is there might be a team who's like, oh, we could use a seventh defenseman. If anyone claims Yol Armia, it might actually be the biggest benefit the Canadian, short of trading Mike Hoffman and Rem Pitlick. If anyone claims Yol Armia, the Montreal Canadiens have uh, have created a huge amount of cap space out of nowhere. Uh, also on waivers, Raphael Lavoie or Lavoie, Lavoie. I'm not 100 percent sure. The one that was drafted by the uh, Oilers, former I believe Halifax Moosehead there. Might be worth a punt, but wow. Well, the Rocket are going to be real stacked there. It, and I guess the good news out of all of this is that the Canadians are sticking to their plan of trusting youth in this lineup. You know, Emil Heineman, Jesse Yolanen, I guess Michael Pozzetta to an extent. On defense, Norlinder and Barron and Jack Eye, et cetera. They're going to be young. They're going to make mistakes. I, whew. Wow. Well, folks, sound off in the comments. Laura and I will do a deeper dive on this in our next episode because this one is wrapping up and I'm not going to re-record uh, 35 minutes worth of content, unfortunately. Uh, tweet us at LO underscore Canadians on uh, Twitter if you have thoughts. You can tweet me at Scott Matla as well. Laura at the active stick. If you have uh, longer thoughts that you would like to expand on, we have LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com as well. We always want to hear from you, our listeners. Crazy weeks ahead. We are three days away from hockey. Folks, we will see you all next time.